Hi friends, this is Jesse Chen. Thanks for giving me a few minutes to connect the dots. Designing for a better future requires the rejection of certain paradigms. It requires us to reject some long-held assumptions and the ways that we've done things in the past. And the truth is that's not easy for people. It's not easy to imagine the future, let alone to let go of the present or the past. Um, it's very easy to imagine and remember the past, relatively speaking. But to imagine the future requires so many variables coming together that it becomes very difficult for people to, uh, to do. I always remind people that there was a world that existed 60 years ago, 100 years ago, that had a lot less of the problems that we see today. Of course, it's also today's world is also a lot better than the world was 60 to 100 years ago in many ways. I mean, now people, for example, have running water inside their house. They have heating and air conditioning and cars and planes and all these great things. Of course, innovations have significantly increased the quality of life for many. But some of that has come at a cost, and, and it's important to realize that with all of these great benefits, there have been costs. Uh, the reduction in uh, food prices has put uh, the, the control of private farms into the hands of large corporate farms. Um, there's, it's now estimated that there's six corporations that own the U.S. food supply uh, across various different brands and, uh, and, and holding companies and what have you. Um, and so in that same way, uh, with the production of the motor vehicle, there was a time when Ford was creating its motor vehicles here in the United States, and instead uh, those are now being uh, created overseas. And not only is the mining of the resources out of the earth uh, contributing to the CO2 emissions, but also um, the, the manufacturing overseas where the rules are far less stringent than they are here in the United States. The labor conditions are far less beneficial um, and healthy and safe compared to the United States. And so when all those cars are shipped back, there's obviously even more CO2, let alone when they run. So these innovations do come at a cost. I mean, there is a, 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 a cost-benefit analysis, so to speak. There is a trade-off where now we have cars, we can go wherever we need to go, but there is uh, pollution, there is these labor conditions, there is you know, all these different things happening. And so again, designing for a better future requires us to acknowledge uh, the present and acknowledge the fact that you know gasoline engines, for example, are not great for the environment. Uh, it requires us to acknowledge that there is a limited amount of oil supply. It requires us to acknowledge that not everyone has a great standard of living or quality of life working to create some of these products or who are in this uh, existing system. So designing for a better future, again, requires us to think differently. It requires us to reject these paradigms, it requires us to to realize that our worldviews, our mindsets are built on layers and layers of assumptions and long-held beliefs and ways of doing things. The question we have now, of course, is how do we make this all sustainable, not just in terms of the environmental, but also in terms of economic, uh, human rights, governance, etc. Uh, we're at 7 billion people now, and now is the time to, to figure it out. 
Thanks for giving me a few minutes to connect the dots. This is Jesse Chen, and I'll see you next time.